0: Mobile business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow and the NASDAQ, both trading higher. S&P will call that flat on the day. Let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here's Bill Maloney.
1: And good afternoon, Charlie. The markets have improved since the Trump Jr. email-inspired sell-off. Dow is currently higher by 22 points. S&Ps are little changed, and the NASDAQ is higher by 18. At one point, the Dow is down 129. The small cap 600 is up one, and the U.S. 10 yield at 2.36%. Eight of the main 11 S&P sectors are trading lower, led by losses in financials, telecom, and consumer staples. Only energy, telecom, and real estate gained. Nasibatex rise 18, transports fall 70, semis climb seven, and the VIX is little changed. Leaders to the upside on the Dow are Boeing, GE, and ExxonMobil, Nike, Pfizer, and Verizon led to the downside. Regarding movers, Pepsi fell half a percent after earnings, while Michael Kors dropped 8 percent. MKM Partners said sell the stock. Live from the First break Breaking News desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much,
0: Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type squawk. S Q U A W K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellett. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, and we are Bloomberg Radio. Now I look all, these photographs. I'll get. I'll get. I'll all
1: time get. for some re re. Uh, Rihanna and her effect on Snapchat and all the other celebrities pushing Snapchat isn't helping much. Stock is now breaking its IPO price. Uh, some of the uh, underwriters are walking away from the stock. Alex Brink, our IPO reporter, has been covering. Uh, the Snapchat IPO for some time. Eric Gordon also joins us, Professor of Business at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And uh, Alex, let me start with you. What's going on with the stock price?
2: Well, right now I am looking at uh, Snap stock price. It is down for the second day underneath the IPO price, down 8.6% today at $15.53 a share. You'll remember it sold shares for 17 bucks a share back on March 1st. So not a lot of good going on in Snap stock price. And today especially, um, we did see it, close one penny below the IPO price yesterday. Today, a lot of this downward momentum is definitely being uh, driven by this new analyst report out. Morgan Stanley, who, as you'll recall, was the lead left underwriter for the IPO. The analyst over there came out today and said they were wrong about Snap's ability to innovate and improve on its ad product this year and its user monetization um, as it works to kind of move beyond the experimental uh, budget of clients. So, Morgan Stanley, Coming out saying they are wrong, downgrading the stock to the equivalent of a hold from a buy, and cutting the price target by 43% to 16 bucks a share. Not a great day for Snapchat and their investors. So, in four months, they've come to this view on snap they have and and, uh, and i'll point something out that's very interesting that we talked about when it listed that is now coming up to bite snap uh, in the behind they do not give forward looking guidance that is not that that means that analysts and investors when they're modeling and they're deciding their price targets they're deciding their revenue and ebitda targets they don't have as much kind of uh of a of a magic ball from the company there's not as much information for them to work on so these analysts are basically working off of their knowledge of the industry. You know, God forbid they do their own work, but also it it can open up um, the opportunity for some of these events to happen where they are kind of left holding the bag, saying look, we thought this was one thing uh, four months ago. Now uh, we're revising our revenue estimates down 7% to 13% for 2017. Did Morgan Stanley make some money on being uh, the lead? They did. They made a a good bit of money on being the lead underwriter there. Uh, The biggest chunk of the fees, I believe, did go to Morgan Stanley, about 30.2% of the fees. That's about $60.5 million. Okay.
0: Eric Gordon, come on in on this story. Professor at Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. You're in front of a group of students uh, there at the University of Michigan, and you're talking about SNAP. What would you teach them?
1: No, I would tell them that you 've got to be realistic about things like growth this company uh, This company was supposedly a growth story, uh, but you have to dig into the numbers. You know, and I get it that they don't give forward-looking guidance, but unless equity analysts, are just people who are sort of rewrite people who rewrite what they're told by the company. Some of them are. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some of them are, except they get paid ten times as much as anybody who rewrites stuff. They, they, they should have had, I think, a deeper feel, and some of them did. You know, if we dial it back. Um, Uh, There were some questions about the growth. Actually, I remember uh, watching Alex on Bloomberg Television talking about this. Uh, You know, there were some signs that the growth was starting to slow down just when it's supposed to speed up. So, you know, what the students need to look at is not the excitement. You you don't make money for long on excitement. The, The growth has to be real, and you have to figure out where the money's coming from. Who do you get money from? In Snap's case, it's from advertisers, and they're not getting much of it. Well, it wasn't just a negative operating margin business, which we see in a lot of startup tech companies where they decide to overspend in marketing or R&D, hoping for greater markets down the road. But this is a negative gross margin business on an annual basis, and except for two quarters, and it resumed losing money in gross margins uh, in, the, in the most recent quarter, this is a money business where the thing they sell costs more than it costs to even provide it.
2: And that's right, Corey. And it's it's interesting that if you don't have the growth there in number of customers, if your existing customers aren't spending more for whatever reason, you've got to at least be able to convince them that they should, right? And if the, the kind of incremental add-ons they've had in the app, um, this photo sharing app, whether it's some of the new map type stuff, if these things aren't impressing the advertisers, you at least need to have user growth. And user growth, frankly, disappointed last quarter. So if you start to kind of look as an advertiser which again to Eric's point is where they get their money. If you're looking across the landscape of where you're going to spend your ad dollars and you're looking at frankly Instagram and now Snapchat which have very similar products Instagram itself just on its stories, just the rolling kind of video feed stories which are very uh, akin to what Snapchat has Instagram has 250 million daily active users. Snapchat on its entire platform on everything has 166 million million daily active users. So they're already falling short there. So if you cannot execute on uh what Snap pitched to investors, which is being a stickier, more interesting app, you've at least gotta have user growth and frankly, it's not impressing the market just yet.
0: Eric Gordon, you gotta be quick. I got about fifteen seconds for you. If you're consulting this company, what would you advise Snap at this point? Just quickly.
1: They have to find a way to efficiently, cost-effectively get user growth going, and they have to pay attention to the advertisers, give the advertisers the data the advertisers need in order to say
0: yes. And you know, Alex, I wonder if they can be like Facebook, who came out of the gate, had some problems, and then turned it around quickly.
2: We'll see. It doesn't seem like investors have a lot of patience right now, but we will definitely be watching. Alex Borenka, IPO reporter at Bloomberg News
0: in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York City. On the phone in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Eric Gordon, professor at the Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. This is Bloomberg.